Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Hey everybody, this is Barry Miracle and I just want to welcome you to Wake Up Into Your Dream. I'm pretty excited that this is my first podcast and I want to do something a little different than we're going to be doing as the weeks proceed. I want to start off with a wee bit of a prophetic edge of the season we're in and it's quite apropos because I believe that we're in a season of advancing and I want to I want to call this advancing into your wildest dreams right there in the midst of everything that you guys are facing even this day and in this last season, everything that's come against you, everything that's trying to contain you, everything that's trying to say stop, everything that's trying to say you got to back up, you got to quarantine, you got to mask, you got to you got to stay in your inside, you're not even allowed to go outside, you got to protect, you know, use um, certain protocols physical distancing, social distancing, whatever you want to call it. But we're, we're all in this time and where we're being told that we cannot advance. And I want to tell you, people of the kingdom of God, this is your season to advance. And then you might say, well, I'm not part of the kingdom of God. Well, you can be. And it's your season to be part of the kingdom of God because we are a people that are about to advance. I always advance in the midst of recessions, in the midst of uh, uh, of the valleys and, and, and the pits and, and, and everything that says I can't do it. I'm telling you, there's this apostolic anointing on the kingdom of God right now that you are able. There's a grace to, to tap into so that you can advance and begin to walk forward into what God has for you. And <coughs> sorry, <laughs> got a little too excited there. Anyway, but it is our season to advance into our wildest dreams. We have not dreamed big enough. We, we've allowed circumstances and situations to contain us especially in this season. I want us to shake off the grave clothes. I want us to shake off the shackles. Uh, I want us to stop believing the circumstantial evidence in this temporary realm. You are not guided by these things. You are guided by the word of God concerning yourself. When everybody else is telling you, you need to save more, you got to play it safe. I want to tell you, you need to get out of that cubicle and you need to, you need to in this season, believe you me, there's an anointing on this planet. There's an anointing on the kingdom of God right now for you guys to advance and begin to take your promised land. It's time to get up and go over the greatest oppositions of your day. It may sound like a hyperbolic statement. Jesus would always use hyperbolic statements. Hyperbolic means an over overstatement of the truth. 
And this is not necessarily an overstatement of the truth. I just want to tell you, this is your season to take some risks. This is your season to advance. This is your season to get married. This is your season to buy that new car. This is your season to get that house. This is your season to have that child. It's this your, your season. I want to tell what's your dream? What do you been dreaming? What have you been believing for? What have you been standing for? And, and, and everything is saying it can't happen right now. I want to tell you it can happen right now. You just need to get up out of that valley. You need to begin to walk out of that valley, even though I want to tell you right in the midst of that valley that is trying to get you to believe that this is life and this is your lifestyle and this is how life is going to be. I want you right now to understand that you need to feast in the very midst of your enemies. Guys, I don't want you to play it safe. Are you thinking right now he's lost his mind? He's lost. The half full people right now are saying he has lost his mind. I'm telling you, I have not. Well, maybe I have. Maybe I have lost my mind. But hopefully, hopefully I picked up the mind of Christ. But guys, we can't afford to be reactionary in this season of our lives. We must respond with hope. We cannot have a knee-jerk reaction to what's going on. We cannot just live our lives according to CNN and Fox News. We cannot just just eat up all the all the prophets of doom and the and the people that are reporting the negativity. We need to be people that are excellent at what is good and innocent at what is evil. Stop listening to all the naysayers and the haters and the prophets of doom and begin to believe in the good report. Believe in the good news. Believe that you are people like, like Israel were when all the plagues were happening in Egypt. They were living in Goshen and they didn't get, uh, 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 they didn't receive the curses like Egypt did. You are people in the kingdom of God, you're at the very least living in Goshen. And even though things are happening uh, uh, really hard uh, on people and, um, and and I mean, I don't mean to be insensitive to anyone. I understand that we've, there's people that have lost greatly in this season, but what I'm saying is we cannot be defined by what we're going through. We must be defined by the word of God and what he says. And so I'm going to get into some of that today. I want to let you know that this is a season for you to advance. Once again, I'm calling this, uh, I'm calling this episode and this broadcast advancing into your wildest dreams right in the midst of the pain, right in the midst of peril, right in the midst of the problem, right in the midst of that valley, like I was just speaking of, right in the midst of economical instability and, 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 and attacks of viruses in direct response to oppression, suppression, depression, and attempted possession, right in the midst of it all and in direct response to it, I want you to know it is your time to advance. I don't know if you can say this out loud where you're at right now, but I want you you to say this out loud. It's my time to advance. Come on. You need you need to let your sound out of your mouth and hit the shackles that are trying to keep you contained. Your sound shatters shackles still. Your voice, your matter, your frequency coming out of your life will begin to realign and shatter everything that's coming against you. 
So rate an indirect response we begin to advance. It's not time to lick our wounds. It's not not time to, you know, think of, you know, and, and, and we, I hear people saying things like, I want to get back to the normal. I want things just go back to the normal. I, I, I you know, I, just the good old days. And I hear other people saying, I hope Jesus comes real quick because we're in a train wreck. No, 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 no. You don't want to go back to things as normal. You don't want things just to be naturally they were, the way they were. We, we need to come into this season and expect so much more. Matter of fact, there's a demand that you're making because of the, because of the opposition of your day. There's a demand that, that's being made on heaven. And it's time that we begin to see what Jesus paid for in this realm on our lives and through our lives. We need to see the greater grace. We need to not be not, you know, normal. We need super normal. We need the supernatural. Because I got news for you, ladies and gentlemen. We are not, the, the world as we know it has actually come to an end. And I was singing this the other day. The world as we know it. Remember that Bare Naked Ladies song back in the, in the uh, late 80s? Sorry, it's a secular song. Please forgive me, religious people. But it's the the world as we know it. <laughs> it's the end of the world as we know it. And I'm still fine. Matter of fact, I'm better than still fine. And I hope this doesn't upset you, but I'm, I just want to tell you in my life, because of the Lord Jesus Christ and because of the favor of God on my life and because of making declarations every day that is contrary to the circumstantial evidence that I find myself in, this is the best pandemic I've ever been in. Once again, I'm not trying to be insensitive to a lot of people that have lost in this season. My mother had COVID. I had two uncles and an aunt that had COVID, but they, they've gotten over it. it it's got a 99.9% uh, um rate of, of, of getting healed the, the, it, in our area, it's, it's 144 per 177,000 people. It's 0.0024 of our populace that have gotten it. And, and I, I'm just, I'm, I'm not going to get into any of the area 51 stuff or anything, but I'm just saying, even, even if it is nearly as bad as what the world is trying to say it is, I want to tell you that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And we cannot afford to not go forward in this season. This is your season of recovery. This is your season to go down and get back everything that the enemy is over. This is not only just a season to get back, but this is a season to advance into your best moments. Your, it's a season to advance into your most wildest dreams, the things that you, you wouldn't even barely talk about. I want to tell you, it's your time to take steps forward. Things have changed. We have to understand the world as we know it has come to an end. And that doesn't mean that it has to be worse than before. Why can't it be better than before? Change is here, and that's for doggone sure. Change is here, but why not believe that our changes can be for the better? Why, why, cannot, why cannot we believe for a better day? 
back to normal. I'm not interested in, in struggling and dealing with the things that I've dealt with in the past. I don't want some of the normal things. There's some things that I, that, that I don't like right now, obviously, and that's the social distancing and, and having to wear a mask wherever I go and all that kind of stuff. I don't, that can go like yesterday or two days before yesterday, if you know what I mean. I, 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 I want to, I want, I want the freedom and liberties to return, but I want, I want things to be better. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in a time that I call the unknown. We've never, in our lives, we've never been here before. We've never been with, with in, in a global shutdown and economically and actually physically. We've never, we've been, never been at this place where, where we can't move and we can't travel. We can't do these things. We've never been, we've been in, we're now in this place of unknown and we're about to birth some things that have never been. And that's the beautiful thing about the place called unknown. We have never been to these places before. The place of unknown is neither good nor bad. When you arrive in the place called unknown that we are in right now, it's neither good nor is it bad. It is amoral. The place of unknown in this place that we've never been before is an, an amoral place. What does that mean? It's neither good nor bad. So you, you, you get to decide what it's going to be. Is it good? Are you going to continue to receive the reports of fear and doom and gloom and, and containment from the world? Or are you going to believe for the better day that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world? That when the enemy comes in like a flood, that the spirit of the living God comes in with greater resources than, than the evil of the day, that where there's been much sin, where sin abounds, that grace does much more abound. And God's grace is God's enabling power, according to 2 Corinthians 9, 8, that says, and God is able to make all his grace abound to you. So in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound to every good work and charitable donation is you get to choose whether it's going to be good or bad in the place called unknown. The place of unknown is the place that you truly is the only place that you can create something that never was in the place of the unknown is the place where you can birth something, you can create something with God that never was created before. You can't create something new in familiarity. You have to create something new in the place of the unknown. A few weeks ago, or maybe, yeah, maybe a couple weeks ago, I posted something, and I want to take an excerpt out of it, and I want to begin to talk to you about not only advancing into your best day, your your wildest dreams, but I want to talk to you about that your best days are here and coming upon you. Like I said, I'm choosing that my place of unknown, this place that I've never been before, it's not going to be bad based on fear. It's going to be good based on my faith in the promises of God that are still yes and amen to them that believe. Can somebody inhale a bunch of hope today? Hallelujah. So your perception is actually your reality. Colossians chapter 3, verse 2 says, set your mind on the things that are above, not on the things that are on the earth. That's the New American Standard um, translation. And then the uh, same uh, scripture, Colossians chapter 3, verse 2, and the 
in the Passion Translation says, yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. My God, if you could just do that, if this is your one takeaway today, if you would just Feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the uh, distractions of the natural realm. Everything changes in your life. So here's here's a perspective change I want to bring to you guys today. Okay, I want to take you all the way back to 1914. And let's just pretend you're a 17-year-old boy. And what is he thinking in 1914 when World War I started and he gets shipped off to fight in World War I, which would take over 20 million lives. And then he escapes death and he returns from overseas and runs straight into the Spanish flu in 1918, where over 500 million people worldwide were infected, killing more than 50 million people. The world's population, by the way, at that time was was only 2.3 billion, wiping out over 3% of the world's population. If that's not enough, this kid now is 32 years of age and has survived a world war and a global pandemic. And now the whole world is thrown into a global depression, not recession, a global depression for four years. The Worldwide Depression ends in 1933. So you're this 17-year-old kid. He's grown up and he's survived a a world war. He's survived a global pandemic. He survived a global uh, depression, which ends in 1933. But in seven years, in in 1939, World War II starts killing approximately 70 million people in six years. (laughs) So here he stands, a 17-year-old kid uh, from 1914, and now it's 1945. He's 48 years old. This man survives two world wars, a global pandemic, a world depression. And what does he do? This amazing generation, the, and, and people have labeled it, uh, the, these people as the greatest generation, him and his children. What did he begin to do? Him and people like him and his children began to build the greatest economy the world has ever seen with the greatest technologies. They, they did not allow the circumstances of their day to control them. They did not run from the systematic assaults of de- demonic forces. What did they do? They begin to make advancements. This is a season of advancements and we need to follow their lead. They begin to make advancements in science and technologies and agriculture and manufacturing and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They were facing worldwide pandemic. Are we facing worldwide? Apparently we are, but nothing compared to the Spanish flu. Are we, are we in economical, uh, unstable times? Yes, but it's nowhere near the global depression that was so many years ago. 
We will come out of this thing if we understand the season we're in and understand that greater is he that is in me that wants to come out of me and understand where there has been a great opposition. There is greater opportunities waiting for us if we will just advance in this season. I want to tell you, our, our, our future can be bright. Don't, don't be... I don't know what your eschatology, which is the study of the end times, is. But don't have more statistics and more facts on the on the Antichrist than you know scriptures on the Christ. Can I get you to understand that it's, God told us to take dominion? He said in, in Isaiah chapter 9 that his, his kingdom and his peace will never stop growing. That the kingdom of God is not going to re-empower a disempowered enemy. That God is, a, is not about to beat up on his church or allow anybody to do it. It's time for us not to take off. It's time for us to take over. It's time for us to advance into our best days. It's time for us to arise and shine and be the answers and the solution that this world is waiting for. It's time for us to shake off the doldrum. It's time to, for us to shake off the circumstantial evidence. It's time for us to sh- uh, shake off the circumstantial shackles. It's time for us to turn to our neighbors and speak a word of God over them and take the, the grave clothes off of them. It's, like, it's time to stop re- rehearsing the curse and, and, de- and declare, stop rehearsing the curse and begin to decree and declare the incorruptible seed of the word of God. The promises are still yes and amen to them that believe. It's time to roll up our sleeves and make advancements right in the face of the opposition. Who has the audacity to do that with me? Who has the audacity to believe the word of God right, right, right when you are actually shackled to the circumstance, when you are actually contained, when you're actually quarantined, when you're actually told to stay inside? Who is with me that will arise and shine and be the answers like Paul and Silas were in the middle of the prison, in the middle of the penitentiary, right at the bottom where all, excuse my language, all the fecal matter and all the, the urine, everything would go down into they're in the the middle down in the bottom of the basement there was no such thing as running water except for the pee that was being poured out on their heads just a little humor there but the fact of the matter is they they were in a horrible they were beaten with rods their backs were bleeding and they were sitting in all this junk and they were shackled to the wall and they did not look at their circumstances they began to look above they begin to fill their minds with heavenly things and they begin to worship god there is power in your praise there is victory in your voice and there's deliverance in your declaration our victorious perspective will soon be ours and the world's reality can i encourage you to keep standing to keep speaking and keep walking in obedience to his word and to see the goodness of the lord in the land of the living right now. That's why I say your best days. This is why I I, I, I say that we are advancing into our wildest dreams. If you have the audacity to take a step of faith, you'll begin to step out of that pit and out of that valley and you begin to step into your promised land. The question is, will we shrink back in the day of battle? Will Will we just saber rattle? Or will we step 
up and begin to be the answers that God has predestined us to be. You came into this realm on purpose, with a purpose, to fulfill a purpose. And you have everything that he, that he needs you to have. He put it on the inside of you and put it on your pathway, according to Ephesians 2, chapter 2, verse 10. Before time began, he prepared your pathways for you. And I want to, uh, the next episode, we'll be talking about all of that and, and about the dream and about the dreamer. And, the, and, and we'll be talking about the, 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 the creative divine designer and how that he went ahead of time and prepared everything and everything you would ever be going through to try to take you out of your dream. He has an answer to more than propel you forward into your best days. Like I've been saying, it's not time to take over, or take off. It's time to take over. It's really time to advance into your wildest dreams. It's really time to dust off the prophecies and begin to proclaim the promises of God, which are still yes and amen to them that believe. It's time to dream again. It's actually time to, I don't know, maybe open up that restaurant. Maybe it's time to start that ministry. Maybe it's time to finish your education like I said earlier, have you been believing for a spouse? Have you been believing to have children? I want to tell you, don't stop dreaming. Don't stop believing. God is not finished with you. It's not over. Can you say, God's not done with me yet. God's not done with your dreams. You just got to believe again. You got to dream again. It's time for us to make advancements. It's time for us to dream our dreams speak our dreams and take the steps forward into fulfilling our dreams. Some say, I'm not done yet. <laughs> somebody rather say, somebody say, I'm not done yet again. Can you say, I'm not done yet. I'm not done. God's not done and I'm not done. Can I encourage you to take steps beyond the haters and the naysayers? Everybody's going to say, you're crazy. Who cares? They're the ones that are going to, every critic and every armchair quarterback are going to be dumbfounded when they see you arise and begin to shine. When you come out of those ashes, if I could find somebody to have, have the, the begin, to have the audacity right in the midst of everything to take some steps forward right into his promises, you're going you're gonna to see people just with their jaws wide open and just saying, oh my God, they're doing it. Why can't I do it? I'm telling you, you got to be somebody's uh, four minute mile and you got to be somebody's 10 second, 100 yard dash. You got to be somebody else's breakthrough. You, we've we've got to create the wave. We've got to create uh, um, something, a, a standard that people can look to so that we, we will um, give somebody hope for that better tomorrow. So I'm just going to leave uh, with a couple of stories of three people that overcame and that were able to and make advancements. So we are going to make advancements right in the midst of darkness. You have in Exodus chapter 14, 13, it says, and Moses said to the people, do not be afraid, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see no more forever. And I just want to say to you, God 
is making advancements. The children of Israel were between a rock and a hard place. They, they had the, the Egyptian army in front of them, and they had an impossible um, place behind them. It's called the Red Sea. And so there's this, there's this place that they're in where it is impossible. They had this massive army. They were not trained for war. They were only trained to build. They're only trained to be a slave. They're only, <clears throat> they were living their lives, you know, subjected to somebody else's principle, somebody else's value, somebody else's land. They escaped it. And now they're facing an army and an impossible obstacle. And so what happens is that they begin to make advancements. They, and this is a principle you're going to hear here in these three different places, these three different scriptures and these three different stories. And that is God wants to bring the enemy just close enough so that they're utterly destroyed from your life and from your legacy. Then you have Numbers chapter 21, 33, 34, and 35. And they turned and went up by the way to Bashan. So Og, king of Bashan, uh, come out against them. And he and all his people to battle at Edri, which, uh, Edri, which means mighty. And then the Lord said to Moses, do not fear him, for I have delivered him into your hand with all his people and his land. So God, God is speaking to Moses. Og was this uh, fourteen-foot giant. He was he was a, a, a this you know same as like Goliath. He was in that group of people. They're, they're the Nephilim, and and they were the massive people. And this guy this guy owned sixty cities. This was his territory. And God tells him it's time to go up and take over this land. And he faces this monster called Og, this king of Bashan, this king Og, who is 14 feet tall. The guy was massive. And like I said, had 60 stories. But God says, do not fear. And I want you to say, I want to say you do not fear what you're going through. Only be courageous because God is about to deliver your enemy into your hands. And you're about to take Isaiah chapter 61, verse 6 says, The glory that was once that of your captors has now become yours. The very glory, the very place that the enemy used to rule over you in, God is giving that to you. And you're about to rule where the enemy used to rule and reign. You're about to take back what the enemy has stolen. And God is about to give you the promised land that somebody else developed. Isn't that amazing? And then Joshua chapter 3, verse 15. And those who bore the ark came to the Jordan, and the feet of the priests who, wore, who bore the ark dipped in the edge of the water, for the Jordan overflows all of its banks during the whole season of harvest. So here we are, the children of Israel about to go into the promised land. Ladies and gentlemen, it always looks darkest and it always seems most most of the opposition comes when you're about to take your harvest, when you're about to take the promised land. It always, the Jordan overflows its banks at harvest time. What does that mean? The, the banks of the Jordan, got, this was the opposition that was stopping the children of Israel from going in and possessing everything that God uh, spoke to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob for. This is what we are 
about to step into and advance into our wildest dreams. And the opposition seems so strong. It seems so powerful. But I want to tell you, it is not. It is all a facade compared to what God has for you. You must believe the word of God. Then you have people like David and Goliath and and, and how David had to overcome Goliath. And then you have Gideon in, in the 300 that took out uh, two massive armies. And Jesus, was te- Jesus would teach his disciples in the midst of riots and extreme moments. This is when, when extreme moments of pressure, when, when everything was coming against them, Jesus would begin to teach in the midst of dark. Advancement is always made for the kingdom of God in the midst of darkness and at the most oppressive times. My last example is in Acts chapter 1 through 8, and it talks about when Saul was consenting to the death of Stephen. And at this time, the great persecution arose against the church, and, and, and which was into the church, of the ecclesia that was in Jerusalem. And they were scattered. The, the whole church was scattered, scattered. And that word scattered in the Greek is to sow. In the midst of persecution, when it seems like the enemy is having his way and, and you get dispersed and you, and, and, and you got take, taken out of your regular schedule and you're, and you're put in, you, ha- you, you, you can't go certain places and you got to go to other certain places. And I want to tell you, this is a time when it seems like you're being scattered, when it seems like you're, you, everything is contrary, when it's not, I want to tell you, you're being sown into your best days. It's not time to give up. It's not time to sit down. It's not time to shut up but it's time to arise and shine. Your persecution will cause an advancement. Every time persecution comes, advancement comes. And I want to say opposition plus God equals opportunity. It's your time to advance. It's your time in our season. We're about to, we're advancing into our wildest dreams. Your perceptions are your reality. Be careful how you think for your life is shaped by your thoughts. What you really think about really does matter. What you behold is what you will become. What are you willing to do in this season that you've never done before to see something that you've never seen before? What are you willing to do different in this season? Your greatest weapon is obedience. Hear what God is telling you to do. Take that step of faith. Fulfill that word that he put upon your life. Fulfill that. Believe that the promises are still yes and amen to them that believe. And I want to just end this time with one more scripture in Song of Songs, chapter 4, verse 8, in the Passion Translation. And I want to tell you that this is a prophetic word that is for the body of Christ in this season. Now you are ready, my bride. This is a prophetic word to the kingdom of God. Now you are ready. You've been at the ready. He's been preparing you. And I want to tell you prophetically that you are ready, my bride. You are ready to come with me and climb the highest peaks together. Come with me through the archway of trust. We will look down from the crest of the glistening mountains. That crest is the Amana. And from the summit 
our sublime sanctuary, which is Mount Hermon. Together we will wage war in the lion's den and the leopard's lair as they watch nightly for their prey. Now, I want to go over a couple of things here. Come with me through the archway of trust. God is walking through the archway of trust. This whole journey is a journey of trust. And then he says, we will look down from the crest of, of the glistening mounts. Armana comes from the Hebrew word, which, which we get the word English word, amen. This is also one of the Hebrew words for faith. The crest of Amana is the realm where all God's promises are kept and realized. Amana can also be translated as a place of settled security. This is where we're looking from. This is where we're looking down from. We're seated in heavenly places far above all principalities and powers of darkness. This is this is this is prophetically where we need to be. We need to take our mind off of second heaven warfare and, and just facing the demonic host. And we need to uh, move from second heaven warfare into a third heaven reality. It's time that we 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 step into a reality of whose we are, who we are, so that we can be everything God called us to be. So we are we will look down from the crest of our mana, the the place of settled security. And from the summit of Mount Hermon, our sublime sanctuary, Mount Hermon, I don't have time to get into it today for this podcast, but we will, I'll get into this a little bit later when we're talking about receiving revelation knowledge. But Mount Hermon is the mount where Jesus stood in front of in Caesarea Philippi, right in the right in the 100-foot jut out from Mount Hermon that they actually called the gates of hell, where they would sacrifice babies to the god Pan, the, the, the false god Pan, excuse me, the, the god of panic, the god of fear, the god of, of, of finances and, and creativity. This, they, they begin to sacrifice their offspring to this god right in, the, right in the gates of hell. And this is where Jesus began to reveal himself as the son of God to his disciples. And right on top of Mount Hermon is a is a place where demonic there's a demonic portal there and 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 right in the middle of that this is where the summit of our sublime sanctuary is what in the demonic no wherever God is the enemy can't be and I want to tell he he shows up the the Father of Light shows up when he shows up everything changes when he shows up when and he needs to show up on you in the midst of that darkness and be that answer and that solution. And here we are in this season, we're about to wage war from that that mentality and from that place. Together, we will wage war in the lion's den and the leopard's lair as they watch nightly for their prey. They're so busy about trying to catch somebody. They got plans that they're trying to work through and trying to trying to global dominate and trying to do all these things and control and and, 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 and stalking and, and 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 trying to steal, kill, and destroy. They're so busy that they don't see us coming and walking in obedience. And Luke chapter 10, verse 19 says, Behold, I've given you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions over all the works of the evil one, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. And I want to tell you, this is our season that the God of peace is about to crush Satan underneath our feet. That's what it says. The God, be. this is the word of God. 
be excellent at what is good, be innocent at what is evil, and the God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath your peace, underneath your feet, underneath your feet, your feet. He wants to crush the enemy. And you can only do that by walking in obedience with him from that place, walking right into the enemy's camp and taking back everything that the enemy has stolen. I want to say that you haven't seen anything yet. That God's not upset with you. He's not impressed by the frailty of your flesh or the failures of your past. God is for you. You you need to know that everything you've been going through has been training for raining. And I hear the abundance of rain. R-E-I-G-N. The kingdom of God coming forth. The kingdom of God beginning to make advancement. The ecclesia of God. The ones that are called out to rule and reign are arising. This is your season to awaken, to arise, to advance, and to abound. This is very miracle. And I am so glad that I've had this opportunity to share with you on Wake Up Into Your Dream. This is your season You're advancing into your wildest dreams. And I am so excited for what you're about to step into. This this is your best days. This will be your best season. This will be a season to dream again, believe again, hope again. It's time for us to make advancements. Signing off for now. Look forward to getting back to you. And with my second podcast, uh, sign up, uh, get Get on board, and I look forward to, once again, Barry Miracle from Wake Up Into Your Dream. We'll talk real soon. Bless you for now.